So at the very beginning, first look, no convo. Someone that you may be that you are like, oh, they attractive. What's the prejudice off the bat if something if it's something that you view on this person? Where does a red flag come in? If the shoes aren't right. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. That's why I laugh. I knew it. Good morning from your favorite internet Stay uncle. Ready. You don't have to get ready. Get established. Let's go. Shoes not right. Yeah. Fingers dirty. Ooh. Ah. Bad breath. Bad teeth. Oh, halitosis. Ah. No haircut. Ooh. Ah. Haircut game. Just be a bad mom. hair day. Mom jeans. Mom. What are mom <laughs> jeans? Ooh, Ooh, ladies. The relaxed jeans from like the nineties. Like they're kind of making them back, but y'all shouldn't wear them though. That's kind of leave that for us to kind of dress up and make look good. Y'all can't do that. What? Oh word! I didn't know that. The, the collar <laughs> of the shirt, if that if their t shirt is like stretched out around the neck, the worst. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, look. That's right. Check, check. Got to check it. Got to check it. Check it. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's, Ronnie, it's, hard. it's tough room here. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, what say ye? Um. So this is like just looks, right? Just this first impression. off the bat before yeah, you first say any words. First you see somebody like, ah, oh, you know, they kind of attractive, but your, your immediate prejudice that comes up. If they're not put together, I guess. You I know mean, what I mean? What is, it's like, I don't really nitpick. I just, mm-hmm. if I see something is off, or if I, it's more of a vibe, or how I feel. It's, it's more energy than anything. It's not like, that's Anything good. particular that I look for, it's like it, it's energy. If something's off, I feel it, and I don't play with it. I just red flag. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, can, can I throw something in? I want to ask the ladies a question. Go for it. Do you think that uh, y'all are more critical at the first uh, the first meet than the men are? No, I don't think so. You, give, seriously? Seriously, we give men, even though we said all of these things, the mm-hmm. shirt, the, the shoes, all of that. But like Ronnie was saying, it's ultimately, it is a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like from, from right off the bat, ultimately, it is a vibe. Even if there's certain things about a man, the shoes, the nails, all of that, you know how we do. We'll mm-hmm. say, you know what, we can work with that. We yeah. we can work with it. We'll, we'll, we'll just, you know, maybe we'll go shopping together, you know, something like that. I don't think we're super critical. We, we look at the totality of a man, um, whether or not um, if he, what his goals are like how he's talking like the first impression is okay he looks all right um maybe there's something we can work with things like that but it i guess the telltale sign is when they talk about what they're doing what their goals are if they're a little slow to speak about their goals and what they're doing with their lives um i guess for an older woman somewhere between you know 35 45 50 we're looking for a man that's doing something and we don't have to jump start. We don't have to get the starter kit out. Ooh. Help him along the way. Ooh. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know what? I just thought of something. Something that's a definite red flag for me is like a high pitch <laughs> chick type voice. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey. You know, like, um, <laughs> that that is a red flag. That's a red flag. You know what? That's a red flag. High pitch voice. That's a, that's a great point too because that's that's a red flag uh, from the male side too. I don't want no chick that sounding got a deeper voice than me. Oh, I thought she was gonna say sounding naggy. So can I can I that's share a story with y'all on real quick? Okay. Um, yeah. I remember when I was quite younger before I got married. Um, I thought it would be exciting to date someone just as tall as I am. How tall are you? I'm six three. Okay. Um, I met a young lady that was six one, oh. and um, you know, we dated for a little bit, and you know, it was it was all good. And I remember her inviting me to this wedding, and I went to the wedding. We went to New York to the wedding, and she put on these uh, three inch heels. And I oh, asked yeah. her. I said, uh, "Are you wearing those?" She was like, "Absolutely." I said, okay, all right. So we got to the wedding and everything was good because we were sitting down and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she wanted me to meet her cousin. Her cousin was about six five. So she called me over, I met her cousin and it was going well until she put her arm on my shoulder. <laughs> now, I had, she leaned on my shoulder with an elbow. I never had that happen. Oh. And, Oh, and, and the look, the look that her cousin gave me, like, "Hey, little fella, what's going on, <laughs> little man? What's up, little man?" <laughs> so, so at that point, I was like, "Yeah, this this might not work." <laughs> wow, that you could have, yeah, that's something that could have been adjusted. Yeah, it was a lot of other things that I can't discuss on the show that took place. If, I know. as far as the height but uh but look, you saw when he started talking about that story he started looking towards the door i, I don't know I, is it a door to to your right <laughs> <laughs> like what, one time when i was dating <laughs> yeah <laughs> that uh that encompasses some other things mm. what let me tell you what i hear what you hear i hear um from his story there was some masculinity uh, <laughs> from that from that female persuasion. Yes, if she gonna lean, women don't do that. Like not ladies. Ladies don't lean on dude's shoulders like that. Well, you know what, ladies man. grip your grip your waist. So is That's, she so is she gay now? I'm not nah, saying she's nah, gay. Nah, nah, she's, 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 she's not extra. She's not. She not. She was a she was a ball player though. So you know um okay. But well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Then we, we they weren't playing basketball. He was on a date. <laughs> well, that's he what she posted him up. That is what he was comfortable to doing that. And most women aren't tall enough to lean on their significant other's shoulder. So she is, and she's probably used to doing that with like her, um, you know, basketball players and people on her team. So it's probably just a natural habit for her to do that. And maybe it was just your own insecurity. Maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, what a, you know what a man told me one time? Listen. I won't say it. Go because ahead. if there was insecurity, I would have never went out with her. It, was, it wasn't that. It's just was that. Was that the first if, time it, she wore heels with you? Yeah, it was. It was. Mm. So, I mean, you know, it just, I was a lot younger. And, uh, 
Yeah, I was in my 20s. And, you know. So what are some red flags for y'all? Whoa, okay. I mean, that's a lot. It's a few things. I think oh, for me, look. I think for me, um, at the meeting a woman. Oh, you saying for the first look. Yeah, the same look. question y'all Oh, oh you know what? Mm-hmm. I just and this is just me. I just like a woman that that is 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 particular about the way she looks. And what I mean by that is if you have sandals on your feet. Uh, look nice, and then that like your toes over the front of the sandals, or you, your your feet are ashy. That's like a turn off for me. Um, so you're a feet guy. Well, I'm a feet leg uh, well, gluteus maximum guy. <laughs> uh, I know what he said. Women should glisten. Yeah. <laughs> now we got to glisten, ladies. We got to glisten. Well, you know, right. I mean, you know, we can. We get the a pass if if we got a little ash or something, you know. So what about so what about but, their feet, ladies? What about their I was feet? gonna say, do you guys take care of your feet? You have these requirements for us, but what about y'all? We don't want to get in the bed and get cut up by y'all's rough feet. I right. agree. I like. I, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I I get my um my 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 pedicures. Okay. I like my I like my feet to feel good because I'm on my feet a lot. So I want my feet to feel good. And I want them to remain mm-hmm. intact when I get old. I know what old people's feet look like, and I want mine to kind of try to maintain mm-hmm. some type. And of we don't want your back to be ashy either. You know, like guys jumping over. Maybe I yeah. should. Yeah, you know your your back ashy, like you know. Well, that's why we, we need y'all to put lotion on our back. I mean, exactly, how about exactly. <laughs> a date with your own lotion on your back. Oh, Let me tell you this: if I got lotion on my back on a date, that means it was another chick that was putting lotion on my back. So you might oh, want to no think problem. about that. No problem. <laughs> All right. Well, me and from initial is uh, a loud, um, just over the top type of uh you know voice when she talks like you know she she just kind of like oh yeah um i guess i because i'm the and you gonna know it and everybody gonna know it and if you ain't at daggone if you ain't gonna daggone recognize it then i'm gonna let you know and just being over the top with it that's just ultimate turn off for me that's initially arrogant there you go arrogant Overly you know, there's confident. a thin line between arrogance and confidence. confidence. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a yeah, there's a different there's a, there, there's different levels to it, but just you know, just over the top, just being talking about way too. Hmm? You talking about the loud chick? Yeah. Okay. Just being over the top. But you could be over the top without being. I, I'm, but I'm saying life uh, to the party. You know. So you you, like you know the difference baby? between you know the difference with somebody being loud and just okay well I, I have a I'm being a, I have a commanding presence but just being oh I'm just I don't care how anybody think about how I am I'm just gonna be me I'm just gonna be loud I'm just gonna just blur so out whatever and be and just be over the top. Try not to say ghetto. You see, you tried not to say ghetto. He was trying. Nah, to he said, I, that's what she's saying. I, oh, I wasn't trying to go. say ghetto, but. So he doesn't like a ghetto chick. We know everyone has their personal buzzword triggers. Uh, What is the trigger that pushes your button? Something that makes you say, F this, I'm out. 
Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. F this, I'm out. You mean out, out, of, out of the relationship or? Out of the relationship, out of the building, get out of my car or I'm getting out of yours. I have had it. Relationship or dating? Like dating. Oh, okay. Like we can start with dating, then we can go to relationship. That's a little further up the road, but we can we yeah. can do that. Uh, like they always have excuses. Mm-hmm. Like excuses. Like every time, or you know, every time you meet up, it's just like excuses. Just excuses, like a lot of excuses. It's just like, okay, you're you know. You mean ready. for 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 not you know, doing something or, you know, time, you know, um, not, not coming on time and, and issues like of, of that nature. I guess just excuses, just, just like, yeah, like they, okay. Yeah. Or like if they initiate, what do guys mean by that? Like if they initiate a date, right. Mm-hmm. And then something comes up and then maybe the next time, Y'all go out, but then next time something comes up, we don't like that. We don't say goodbye. We just say goodbye. Well, let me let me ask you this, because that will be based on in the early part of the relationship. Because you know, in the early parts of of relationships, as you're building, that's when you're trying to show your best and be your best. So, Mm -hmm. if you haven't established enough, then it may feel like an excuse, although it may be legitimate. Gotta, you I gotta, see that? Face. I gotta stand for the men like y'all. Face. Y'all feel for the you women. See, y'all, you see that face, y'all sir? Hands. No. If, if, if they never have a wallet, like if they like like I was gonna go, ask. Go ahead. Go like ahead. if they go out on a date and they just be like really particular with the menu, like oh you gonna get that, or if if money is if it appears to be like money is an issue then for me, that's another red flag. Like, it's like, at this age, why did you even ask to go out on a date? If you knew your, if you knew that your funds, like you knew I have exactly $150.31 for this date and da 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 you, you ordering that, you ordering this is just like, go ahead. I'm going to pay for mine. You pay for yours. And this is the last date. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. I got to ask this question. So in this new world, because I, I know we come from the guys that I'm with, our generation. I'm gonna speak for them at this moment. They can change it. But I believe we come from a world where if we going out, we pay, we drive, we-, we, we Old school, the old, old school way. It's old school <laughs> now, which is sad, but it's old school. But I, I hear now that the, 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 the young kids, Dutch is like, so common because they go out so often it's expensive i but mean also I, I their that. version of going out is different you know they'll think going to a bar every friday is a date i don't want to go to a bar for a date perfect because i don't drink right. so that's not a mm-hmm. date for me um and i just think at our ages we want to be courted properly like i want to be courted um i'm too old for foolishness, I expect certain things. Open the door, you know, pull my chair out. I'm old, old school, quote unquote. So the dating world was trash. And so when me and my boo came together, he was about that old school life. And I appreciate that because I shouldn't have to tell a grown man to open the door for me. I shouldn't have to ask a grown man to do certain things that just should naturally come. 
And so meeting someone that knows what you expect and then exceed those expectations, that's what we're after. We're two, we're not 21. We're not put that red flag down. No, I, 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 put the, I put the red flag up because if you remember in the beginning, Big said put the red flag up when you said you want to ask a question. So. Oh, oh, I had you back. I have a question. I have a question. I wanted you to finish and I didn't want to interrupt. So okay, I well, that, that's basically it. So, yeah, I think it's the expectation of what being dated properly looks like now. And I just think the generation under us, the generation beneath us does not know what that looks like. And I'm not sure whether it's because we didn't model it well for them or where the disconnect happened. I think maybe you know, television and social media really plays a big role in that. But I, mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. That's a big red flag. Like you will get no more of my time. You'll get zero attention from me. I will cut you off and act like you never existed. Mm. Throw that Woo! flag. Uh, Throw that uh, flag. No, no, no and, doubt. And that's, that's really good. <laughs> that's good. What you say? And no love lost. You see, her red flag was a heart. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish you the best. I listen. Go yeah. in peace. Just don't come back over here bothering me. You know. Right. right. That so be good. So I guess my question to the ladies: um, Do you think? The younger generation, you think these young ladies allow a lot of this nonsense to take place as far as how the men are acting? I do because the pickings are so slim. You know, there's there's not men a lot of know that. Yeah, there's not a lot of options. So you tolerate just so that you have that connection with someone. And so I think there's just a lot of tolerance going on versus actually having um, the partner that you desire or having those expectations met. And then on top of that, I know that the tables are kind of turned. Um, back in the day, we had somebody that cleaned. We had somebody that bought them things. We had somebody that laid it down great. They had someone that had great oral sex. You know, they had all these plethora of women. Now the tables have turned. And so now the ladies are like, yeah, um, last night was great. Don't call me. I'll call you. And then if they didn't like that, if they wanted something else, somebody cracked their back, jerked their neck, all that type of stuff, then you go to that. That's what we, we have options. We have we too have options. And I think before women were kind of, you know, try to be you know, the perfect girlfriend or wife and all of that. Now it's just like, I don't give a damn. Like, take me as I am. But here's the thing. The younger generation, I'm like, what are y'all looking for in a relationship or a, a wife? Like back then, you the guys wanted a beautiful woman, but she could cook, she could clean, you know, she would be a great mother. These this younger generation, they can't cook, they're not gonna clean. It's like, well, well what are they offering? Exactly. What are they offering? <laughs> I wanted to um revisit because we skipped along a little bit it was something that candace said that i believe in i think we're in a different era i think maybe all of us because a red flag for me like she wants her doors open and all of that i'm about that life i feel like when you were a man you should feel like you were a man you should it shouldn't feel like you out you just out with somebody you should feel protected and you should feel just comforted so like i don't and i ain't gonna say not doing a date because i let people do what they do and then i evaluate but you grabbing doors i like my woman if we walking i'm gonna i'm gonna walk behind you i'm gonna make sure that you're good when you get to that door you need to wait 
that shows patience. That shows me somebody willing to be receptive to to what I got. But that means wait for because I'm gonna open the door. It don't mean you grab the door. It don't mean you you know because in this in today's society, I know it's hard for women because more and more now y'all are in um, a lot of different roles that our mothers, grandmothers from different generations weren't involved in. They weren't involved in these competitive environments on a daily basis. So sometimes it seems that you can have a real nice girl, but the switch can't turn off sometimes. But that's what, those are some, that's one thing that's a red flag for me. I need somebody that's going, that needs to be soft and, you know, I mean, I want you not to be no, you know. You want to be needed? Is that what? Not necessarily needed. I, but see what's missing today or, you know, you hear everything. These kids, these women, these, and these young guys, no gender roles, no gender roles. And I, mostly I hear that from the young women. To me, what's the point of having a man or a woman if there are no gender roles? That's why we're designed the way we're designed. So we need to act accordingly. We all have value. Men have value for what they do and women have value. That's what makes it better when we come together. That's what complements the thing. Why would I want to be in a relationship with a small man, a small pretty man, when I'm a, when I'm a heterosexual man? I don't want a woman that's acting like a man. And, and let me just say this. Natasha said, uh, do you want to feel needed? I think most men in relationships do want to feel needed. They do. I, I, I hear a lot of I, I hear a lot of women in this time and era say, I don't need a man. But how many men do you hear say, I don't need a woman? So, you know, you it, it we wanna yeah, we wanna feel needed. We wanna feel desired. Not necessarily needed. We women wanna feel desired. Um when we say we don't need a man, I think most of the time we're, we're we may be speaking from a wounded place. Um mm-hmm. I think we're just speaking from a, 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 a wounded place. And so therefore it's just saying we've tried it. We, we depended on a man and then this is what happened. So it's just like, I don't need a man. Do I want a man? Yeah. But do I need one? No. But I, but I think uh, just like men let women down, women let men down. Absolutely. And, and, and I just don't hear, I don't see us getting to a point where we say we don't need a woman because one woman has let us down. I think we just look forward to finding a woman that we are equally yoked with. I think y'all by your actions, you say you don't. I want to say you don't verbally say your actions say it for you. Yeah. Elaborate on that. Elaborate. Yeah, y'all yeah. aren't as vocal as us anyway. So you're not going to just flat out be chopping it up with your homie saying, I don't want no woman. Because at the end of the day, you know you do, right? But your actions is going to show otherwise. You're going to take out on us things that maybe another woman did to you. And it's just like, boo, I didn't even know you when that woman did whatever she did to you. Um, you're going to be more aggressive, less compassionate. It's just the way that you present with us when you guys operate from a wounded place. We'll verbalize our wounds and you guys actually show your wounds through your actions. Well, I was I, at Food Lion the other day. Food Lion. I was um, at Food Lion um, and daughter went inside and we saw the windows were down and we saw these two guys talking. And so the guy was just like, yo, man, you know, how's your wife doing? He was like, that get on my nerves. That's what he said, right? And so 
we after that, and they laughed and talked about it, laughed, talked about it. Then he drove off. He said, well, let me go and take this stuff home. So we made up a whole scenario of when he gets home. That's what we did. We was just like, as soon as he gets home, he can be like, hey, babe, what's up, babe? And after that, all of that, but he just said he can't stand, right? <laughs> and so like she said, he may not verbalize that to her, but by his actions, meaning going out, staying out later, never coming home or having extramarital affairs. Those are the those are the things that says they don't need a woman. They don't need that woman. Gotcha. They need many women. Gotcha. Well, I think uh, that works both ways. I think when you were talking about men bringing baggage in a relationship from another relationship, absolutely, we, we actually we see that from women too because a lot of times, and I, you know, I worked in a field where it was women driven, so I would have many conversations, and a lot of women would give their all in a relationship and be like, "I'm not doing that anymore." So what I see is you're allowing somebody to take power over you. You're allowing that person to change who you are. And then in the next situation, I don't actually, if I'm the person in that situation, get to meet the real you. And I, I think that happens with men and women. We send representatives. So when exactly. you go out on a date, the women, most of the time, definitely women. Because men, most of the time, when they show up, that's who they are. That's just who they are. They, they don't have time for the for the games, all that. This is who I am. If I'm a t-shirt, jeans, or a hoodie, a sweatsuit, things like that's just who they are. When we show up, we we send a representative. Every most of the time, we send a representative for the first date, for the second date, for the third date. It takes us a minute to unravel, like until you see the bonnet, until you see, you know, mm -hmm. things of that nature, the no makeup, the no hair, things like that. Um, but and and that's by default. I mean, that's our fault by showing yeah, up. Yeah, because yeah, because you you gotta think that that man when he sees you, he that first impression is the that lasting impression that he has of you because he's thinking that hey, this woman is like this all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. So when right. you come in and you like, all right, well, I got that bonnet on, and I'm like, hey, it's whatever. He like. Hey, I don't know if I signed up with this for this. You're right. You know what? I think I think that um Tasha, what you said was um definitely very true. And so for me, um when it comes to like the beginning of a relationship, I think that we all well, for me anyway, I'm looking for um someone. My main question basically is can I have fun with this person? Like from date one, date two, date three, can I have fun with this person? Because one thing that you said as far as us trying to like present some type of representative that's not true to us, we need to kill the representative if we're looking for something serious. They yeah. need to know who we are from day one. And for me, it's always been, can I have fun with you? Because at the end of the day, when you're in a relationship or marriage, it goes back to those basics when you're going through um, really difficult times. That question, the answer to that question is so important. Can I have fun with this person, right? When you're going through difficult times, you need to be with somebody that can kind of balance you out so that it all makes sense and that you can get through those difficult times throughout a long-term relationship so 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 ronnie yeah. let me 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let, let me let me ask you this. So when because every relationship is not for the long haul. Some are just like you said, some are for the short fun, some mm -hmm. are for whatever reasons that you as adults decide you want this relationship to be. So when as a woman, typically, when do you decide this is someone I want to go further with or this is, you know, um, this is not going the way I thought this is. But this person is dope. Mm -hmm. This person is dope. Like, I want to have this person in my life, but they're not going to be the one that's I'm going to build this relationship with. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell them. Um, whenever that time happens, it's like you go out maybe two or three times and you see that, yeah, you know, this guy's funny, but I really don't want to take it further. I just tell them. Like, you know, you're cool and let's just be cool and stay friends. You know, this isn't going to turn out. This isn't going down a relationship path, but let's keep having fun. And, and that's it. Just be honest. Now, let me tell you this. I'm glad you said it that way. So in with fun, what does fun mean to women? Because I, I uh, you know, we've all been, like I said, been around long enough. When it turns from a romantic to a peer or friendship situation. When we having fun, when we go out, what's expected? From the standpoint, from a man's standpoint, that means my wallet just got dry. That's what it means. I'm just telling you. I'm I'm just telling you. Okay, now we, cause cause I can go out with my friends. They gonna pay for their own drinks. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I take my friends out, male, female, whatever groups, whatever. I I I will do that. But I'm just telling you, if you if a guy likes you, and now you just put him in the glass box called the friend zone, his mm -hmm. wallet just got dry. You're just like his boy. And that's fine. Uh, yeah. uh, pretty boy. Look, that's what it is. And we make Ooh. sure that that is defined. And most of the time, when a woman puts you in a friend zone, hypothetically, I guess, ladies, you can you can back me up if if this is true in your case. It's either breath stinks. <laughs> um, there's no physical chemistry or if by chance you have had the opportunity to test the merchandise to test drive the car if that ain't working right or if it wasn't right or if so it the, wasn't big enough so if they got a bad transmission yeah, but look, 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 look. This is letting them down because <laughs> you have you you have some women that Okay, even if they know that that guy is not going to be that one that they really looking for something with, they might say, okay, well, you know what? I might kind of play with him a little bit. Just let him go ahead on and kind of pay. You get know, a free meal. Yeah, yeah, you know, if, you know maybe well, feed it. No, it's a, no, it's women that do that. Oh, it's women that do that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of the issue that, you know, you deal with when you when you out here, you know, putting yourself out there as a man you got to deal with that woman that if she's not feeling you if she she might she may or may not tell you 
but she's going to try to put you in a position where, okay, well, hey, you got to do this or you got to do that. Like she kind of stringing you along in a sense to try to say, okay, well, yeah, all right. As long as I know he liked me, I'm just going to kind of play with him, see if I can get out of him. But this is where you have to kind of um, be aware. You have to kind of look out for those signs and and just, uh, I don't know, look out for whatever signs. Like, you know when a woman's feeling you versus when she's not or when she might be so-so. If she's so-so, keep your wallet. Keep your wallet the pocket the person can only do to you what you allow them to do so if you know she's playing that game you're allowing her to play that game with you because nobody's son is gonna play those type of games with me because i'm shutting it down i don't have time okay let me say this let me ask y'all this (laughs) hashtag shut it down (laughs) let me ask y'all this have either one of y'all ever you ever been to a strip club Yes. Okay. Have you ever seen how women talk to men and treat men, the strippers? Yes. Like they are trained. They are brilliant at making jokers believe that they are the most important person right there. Only one. We've had a long time. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is, you have to understand the way that we're designed as humans when we are heterosexual. Okay. Women have, and I will say that I've said this so many times. In a lot of cases, you have the upper hand. Okay. But. Oh. What? How so? Oh, y'all hold all the power. Y'all do. Y'all hold all the power. I'm just going to keep it 100. Y'all just going to realize. As a man, as a man, as a man, a man, a man is the one, the one that's going to initiate and approach. Because especially if he know that he's attracted to you, he's gonna. Not, not always the case. I I slid in my man's DMs. I knew what I wanted. No, no, that happens once in a while. But most of the right. time, most of the time, y'all hold the power. I'm trying to tell you, like men don't like rejection. So yeah. a lot of times, nobody likes rejection. We sit. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's true. But we'll sit back and we'll be. We'll see a young lady, and all these thoughts go through our head. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I, you know, we're trying to make sure we approach y'all the right way, number one. We'll make sure that the conversation goes well, number two. So it, y'all hold the cards. Y'all just don't realize it a lot of times. Y'all just don't. Um, oh, my goodness. That you, is a hand clap. Yeah. Do you not um, approach because you may be, um, I don't want to say intimidated because there are a lot of. Uh, no, that, that's a, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. We can be intimidated based on how you move, how you talk, how you carry yourself, because a lot of times in our mind, based on situations that we've been through, uh, we get intimidated because we're just like, are we ready for this situation? What is her expectations going to be? Just off the initial meet. And all these things go through our head. And I'm a very confident man. But I still, when I was dating and when I was in that world, would second guess myself when approaching a woman that I was attracted to. We women, we don't realize how much power we have. It's almost like we give it away because yeah. we're a lot of times we're not sure about ourselves. We don't have confidence in ourselves. We absolutely 1,000% hold the cards when it comes to relationships. I think, oh, we, absolutely. Do too much. I think absolutely. we do too much too soon. 
Like if we really like someone, then we just go into mommy mode, which is kind of bad in a relationship. It's just like, I want to just shower them with love and I want to shower them with this, with that. And then sometimes I think as women, we give that, we give too much too soon and they begin to expect that all the time and they may not have reciprocated or they may not have given to you. And then we feel bad, but like, well, you didn't do this for me. You didn't do that for me, but we didn't give them an opportunity because we were giving so much. Let me say this. I understand y'all look at it that way. There are two, in men, when you are when, in dating, it's two types of women. Either you got wifey or you got, I can't put that finger without, you got the fun girl. Why can't yeah, you? You got to elaborate. Both though. The fun. Yeah, why listen can't to what wifey I'm saying. be the fun girl? Wifey can be the fun girl, but the hard lines is wifey and fun because this is the truth. In dating, sometimes you may be seeing multiple people, but it's probably one that you don't want nobody bothering. People ask you about it, you like, oh man, she cool, because you ain't gonna get into it. But the one you really love, you ain't telling nothing. But with the fun girl, oh man, she did this, she did that. But the one other one, all of that is protective information. Why? So to understand that or to know that. Say again? Because she said, why? And I said, because you're keeping her for yourself. You don't want them to know this treasure that you have. So it's just like that person is off limits. We're not talking about her. Okay, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. her qualifications put her in that position right. where she's you know, you know that's okay. that's why that, that, even that, though you may be dealing with or you know with other women there could be mm-hmm. that one because the interaction the physical interactions with men and i don't know about these new age women it seems like a little different and like they just they almost just like a but well, so um, so let me let me just say this i was uh coming out of high school i was very green when it came to women because my grandmother raised me and she was very protective. So she didn't allow a lot of interaction in high school with me and women. So women taught me the game. When I moved to Atlanta and I got in my first initial relationships with women as a, as a, a, a young man, they taught me the game. And what I mean by that is these women ran over me. I'm talking about took advantage of me, had different men, treated me like I was, like I was a little hoe. They put it, uh, so he said he was good. So moving, no, no, real talk, real talk. So moving forward, I thought that's how the game was played, and I moved as they moved from that point going forward. Just and like I, and, and and it was very unfortunate for the the women that I met that were good, good girls at the time, and I had to learn like this is not how you treat people. But it, but, but. It was a hard lesson for me to learn. And I actually hurt somebody that I really cared about because of the first interaction I had with women. And it was my fault because it was the women that I was choosing. Mm. And I had to learn that. So I hear, and I say that to say, I hear a lot of women saying, you know, why I always get these bad men? Why I always get these men to treat me a certain way? Well, you have to look in the mirror and say to yourself, why do I keep choosing these type of men? And I think, you know, I had to teach my daughter that, like, be careful with the type of people you invite in your circle, whether men or women, because that can come back to haunt you. The thing about it is hurt people hurt people. You know, the, the cycle of hurt is very vicious. 
And so if you are coming from a wounded place, you're going to choose someone that you think you deserve at the place that you currently are, not the place that you know that you can reach or that you can get to. And so you have to heal the hurt first. I always tell people when you jump from one relationship to another, you haven't even processed the relationship that you've just gotten out of. You haven't even healed from the things that have happened in that relationship. But you're going to choose someone that meets you at the level where you currently are, which could be wounded, hurt, broken. Because it's just like, okay, well, at least he he likes me. He sees me. Yeah, he sees the brokenness in you, you mm. know? And so he knows that Preach. I put forth a lot of effort because yeah. I can do this much and that's going to be good enough for her because she's at this place in her life. So you have to kind of heal yourself first before you move on to that serious relationship that you know you desire and that you deserve and to meet a partner that is going to meet you there. You have to do the internal work first. That person can't do it for you. You have to put in the time and the effort and the work. And I was single for a really for a, a while, like, and it was ghetto. I hated it. But what, what do you call a while? It was uh, well for me because I was in a relationship for eighteen years. I was married for fifteen years. So for me being single for a year, oh my god, it was just like I don't mm. want this. I'm not about this life. I like connection. I like intimacy. But I took the time to do my work. I'm like, I was with someone for 18 years. I can't in two months jump into something with someone else and expect it to be fruitful and expect exactly. it to be healthy. And so we're both, you know, coming out of divorces and we had put in the work to do what we needed to do to meet each other at a healthier place versus if I was clean out my marriage, like, come over here, let's just have a good time. I knew what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? And don't say I didn't make a couple of mistakes along the way because I did, but those people showed me what I knew I didn't want. Yeah. And so mm. I waited, I kept my head down, I did my work in order to be the woman that was able to receive. Yes. Exactly. You Woo! said something, this was a, you said something very powerful there. Um, I know from work. each situation that I've been in, as far as relationships, you always learn something from it. Of course. You, you can take that to the next situation. So that's, that was very powerful. Yeah. You're supposed to, like Shine said. Yeah, you're supposed, supposed to. to I mean, in yeah. every, any, every, and all relationship, it should be something that you can take from that, either from what you did or what they did, to be able to strengthen you and be able to have you be in a position to where, when that next person comes, that mm -hmm. at least you have the knowledge and the tools to be able to do the best and make that relationship, you know, work. And I think the, the learning curve is not always pointing the finger at the other person. You know, I have a, a oh, long yeah. list of things that I mm. could complain about with my ex. Yeah. But I had to look at some of the things that I did, too. Like, it wasn't all him. You know, I contributed to our marriage ending and divorce, too. So I think mm. when you reach that level of maturity, you realize it's not always the other person. But I have some stuff with me, too, that I need to get together. And when you are serious about doing that internal work, you want to heal those things and you want to be a better. You want to show up in the world better so that you can receive everything that's intended for you. So I think for me, it was acknowledging that, yeah, I, I have this list of things where I was, you know, completely unsatisfied with and he didn't do this and he didn't do that. But then I had to look at myself and be like, but on this hand, girl, you was doing this and you was tripping about this and you could have handled this differently. And when you realize that both people contribute either to a relationship being healthy, contributes to a relationship being unhealthy, it kind of helps set the tone for how you proceed moving forward. So, 
Yeah. And it's what you allow. And it's just like, why did I allow? Why did I allow that? Exactly. Why did I allow this for so long? Like, so it, it, which basically goes back to you. Like what in, you know, what inadequacies do you have? Exactly. It's always, it's always with us. We can't just look at our partners. It's, it starts with us first, you know? Absolutely. We got to stop looking for people to survive with and look for people we align with, you know? Right. And that's why I was saying desire than need. Because it's almost like when you when you really need somebody, it's almost like a codependency, like you're depending uh, and it's like such a heavy weight okay. to have to need for someone to need <laughs> you. It's a huge weight. So it's just like I would prefer for someone to desire me, to desire to want to be around me, to desire to want to be intimate with, with, with me, desire to live a long life with me, desire, not necessarily need. Because that's too much pressure. It's way too much pressure. Too much pressure. And too. it's unhealthy. Mm. Very much so. It's you know? Yeah, it's, it's very unhealthy. That can turn into a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could say it's certain things within a relationship that I that need. I need. Exactly. I okay. yeah. That's it. That's a standard. Yeah. Yes. That's a standard. And yes. um, I think that's, that's something. I think you have to go into a relationship with that. Because otherwise, you're just wavering. You don't have a position. You can get lost. Like you were saying, Tasha, how how did I let it go so long? Everything in life is gradual. Most of the time, you know, the abuser doesn't start day one smacking you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. it, it gradually increases into in a situation where like, whoa, this could be really dangerous. Mm. Or this could be really bad. But it's yeah. so gradual that we lose sight of what's happening sometimes. And that's the same difference why people split. I believe that every person has a number. And when I talked to Tosh, she's smiling because we talked about this the other day. But this is what I, this is one of my beliefs. And it, it hasn't failed me because it seems right. When, for example, every one of us has a number, right? So in this group today, the sum total is what we get, what the outcome is. If for example, if if Derek wasn't here right now today, it would be a completely different conversation. So you have to understand you plus another person gives an outcome because some people say, why? Well, when, when I was with such and such, they didn't do that for me. Or why is he acting like that? Or why is she acting like that? Your number is different. See, like Candace was saying, alignment. You have to see what what that what the what those combinations are and how they work and that's the power in being um introspective um knowing yourself grow knowing yourself also uh, i believe like in in your single time there's things you should be able to do some people bounce so fast in from one relationship to another that they don't that's red flag of one watch i'm like this person don't even know who they are you have to be able, and I just believe this, you gotta be able to go sit down and have dinner with yourself. You have to be able to go to the movies with yourself. I know women that would freak out if they had to go somewhere themselves because they were so concerned about who's watching them being there by themselves alone because to them it feels like nobody wants them if they go do these things on their own. But it's, it, it's you building, you preparing yourself 
to be the best version of yourself when you meet that person. See, if you're not out, if you're not working, like Candace was saying, if you're not working on yourself internally, you in relationships, they're reflective. You get who you are at that moment. So if you're not happy in the relationship, guess what? You bought this with you. Yeah, that's right. You attracted it. Exactly. And the only way to fix it is to be able to decide, okay, this is where I'm flawed. You say this is where you're flawed. This is how we're going to grow together and be better. That's I do you think um, people um, are wired to be monogamous? <laughs> Tasha. Oh, here we go. I knew well, Tasha on the show. We was going to get here. Now I think this. Hmm. I think that some people are and some people aren't. And that's where the yes. issue is. Once again, I think it goes back choice, to your number. Right? I think it goes back to your number. Because if, if you're with someone that believes in monogamy, you're going to hurt them. I mean, I'm not saying you per se, but someone that doesn't believe in monogamy is going to hurt that person if they really, that person loves them. Now, so, so it's just like being like they're saying about equally yoked. If you find your person, you're equally yoked, you, I think you'll be more successful in the relationship. If you are not in, I mean, certain things, if, if, you know, you you can be minor things like, okay, this person likes to draw, this person likes to watch movies, this person likes to watch TV. But if you're talking about something serious as sexual or something as like Ronnie says, she likes to have a lot of fun. If you got a person that's quiet and, and their fun is in a corner reading a book, that's not equally yoked. Yeah. Is that where they say like opposites attract? Like, you know, like you said, like, let's say hypothetically, Sean is a kind of quiet young man. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Don't add on. She, she's making don't, a point. Don't ruffle his feathers, you know, that type thing. Like quiet nights on the couch watching tv that's his idea of you know having a good time blah 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 but he runs across someone who is a flower child just you know just love to have fun but that excites him and he will go along with it because it excites him Mm -hmm. but eventually after he woos and all of that that's not who he is he's just gonna be the couch guy yeah it doesn't matter what your hard line Mm -hmm. is what do you mean? Is, that's, huh? Go, Go ahead, ahead Ronnie. Ronnie. No, I'm, I was just um, saying that those that when it comes to values, and I think that's what we're talking about, your values must align if you're yeah. going to have like a successful long-term relationship. Now, if you, well, if, if someone wants to have multiple partners versus another person that believes in monogamy, those are two separate values so that's never going to work and if there's a flower child they like to be out and party all the time and then there's another person that's really quiet and reading books and that's how they want a partner that would like to do those types of things and activities those again is like a separate values so your values in any relationship must align i agree yeah because opposites can attract you know, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, that's I was gonna say that too. Yeah, I'm not good. super adventurous, and we're here in Missouri for the weekend, and we went to the arch. And 
the arch is 630 feet, right? I'm scared of heights. He wanted to do the arch. We're opposites in that because I'm not adventurous and I'm scared of heights. I did it because it was just like, okay, we're here. Let's do it. But if he said he wanted to have another girlfriend, no, sir. You know, it's just it's <laughs> things that we, it's, it's a hard no for me. You know, you got to kind of say it with your chest, what your, um, what your values are and what your boundaries yeah. are. Like, I might go to the top of an arch with you, but you're not going to be out here having me and another female at the same time. So, no, I'll, I'll, I'll bend the curb a little bit on some things, but some other things are a hard stop for me. But you know what that demonstrates? What's that? That demonstrates your comfort and your feeling of security with him. Yeah. Absolutely. One of your greatest fears. Absolutely. Is heights. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't just be day day one dude. Right. That you right. going, you know, dealing with your heights with. It has to be someone that prov- comes in mm-hmm. and provides the strength in your deficiency. Security that she needs. Absolutely. And, and that's, that, the, that's, that's the relationship thing. is that there is a, the, the presence of security is there. And that mm-hmm. was so important to me. And that's just not security. Like, oh, my God, we're going to go to the top of this thing and it's 630 feet. I know you'll keep me safe. No, it's the security that if I need to talk to you about something, I know you're a safe place for me to come and voice my concerns. It's the emotional safety for me. Um, it's the him being emotionally mature that because you can't talk to everybody about everything some people don't know how to receive maybe some of the things that you're having issues with so for me knowing that i was moving forward in in another relationship i was like i this person has to be emotionally sound i need to be able to have adult conversations i need to be met with empathy and understanding and not defensiveness all the time and so the 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 sense Mm -hmm. of security is always present and so that's why it's easy for me to kind of get out of my comfort zone. And it's easy for me to be who I am fully because I know he's a safe place for me to land. And that's the oh, difference. That's a beautiful thing. To be able to, because just, just listening to you, I feel the ease. I feel the comfort. Girl. I feel the passion. <laughs> I feel yeah. the security. And I feel the assurance of this relationship and it is so refreshing to hear that there is um love after love Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah there's love after marriage after divorce after heartbreak and after love because you love that whoever that was you love them at one point in time. 18 years together and two children. Yeah. And I still have love for that person. Yes. And I think what makes this situation so special is that we allow each other the space to still have love for our ex-partners because we share children with these people, right? We don't interfere in that. Um, he has a great relationship with his ex-wife. He's uh, nurturing a relationship with my ex. And that was so important to me for him to be like, you know, I want to sit down with him and I want to have a conversation with him because I'm not just in your life. I'm in your children's lives as well. And so for me, having a good relationship with him is important. And so that was like green flag of the freaking century for me because it's like, that's important to him that all the adults in this situation are comfortable with one another. And it's not saying we're besties or anything, but I mean, it, it could be, uh, I guess, you know, could grow into that a healthy relationship, a healthy right. adult co-parenting, co-dating relationship, you know, and, and that's so important to me that we are able to do that. And we're able to be ourselves like yesterday, 
Um, my ex took my oldest daughter to her college tour to the school she's going to in August. And, you know, and I'm checking in all day. And he's just like, yeah, you know, make sure they're good. And just for to know that he's not going to be, why are you talking to your ex or what you calling him for? And I don't have time for that. We're grown. We have children by other people. And to have that, that security that we can come communicate with our exes without it being any type of jealousy or any type of, you know, wondering why we're talking so much and this and the other. It's just, it's a safe space. And that was so important to me. Like, so okay. important. Candace, okay, so that is so major, what you just said, and yeah. your situation is so major. Um, if I could ask a question as far as how did you all come to the point where you were able to create that safe space. What type of man you got? Like, what is <laughs> Because you need to school a lot of people. Him. That is so rare. That's very rare. That doesn't happen. So yeah. it's like, okay, right there. How did you all unpack that situation? Seriously. I was very vocal from the very beginning. What I desired, what I needed, what I wanted. Um, what my life looked like as a single mother of two daughters and um, he has two sons, like I said, both divorcees with children. And so I was very vocal from the very beginning that I need these things in order for us to be healthy and for us to be fruitful and for us to move forward um, in alignment together. And he wanted the same things. And so I think that's why alignment is so important because he could be a phenomenal person, but still not my person. And I believe that, I don't believe that we have one soulmate. I think that's a fallacy. I think we meet people at different stages in our lives for a reason. Yes, yes. And for so the stage where I am in my life, he's the person for that stage. And of course, I hope this turns into a marriage and this turns into longevity. And I get to spend the rest of my life with him because he's simply amazing. But I, why I waited, I prepared. And so... When he came into my life, I was just very clear. I didn't settle for one. My grandmother told me a long, long time ago, like when I was a teenager, that everything that settles is at the bottom. So yep. if I take this, this water and I drop a rock into it, the rock is going to settle to the bottom. And so my grandmother always told me, you don't settle. What you desire exists. You just have, you haven't met that person yet, or you haven't met that goal yet, or you haven't obtained that thing yet, but it's possible. So the waiting period is so important. And so when we met each other, this is what I need. This is what I require. This is what I desire. And he was willing to not just meet those things, but exceed them. And from the very beginning, it was a cohesiveness of we are in this together. And that includes his children, my children, and, our, and the co-parents that are involved in this situation too. And that's what made me be like, this is my, it, he's amazing. And so um, I, in my previous relationship, and this is not a blow to my ex at all. I spent 18 years with him. So this is clearly not a blow, but I wasn't able to be vocal about things. The fact that I can talk to him about anything like this bothering me or um, something that I may have been offended by that he may not even realize that was a big deal. That means more to me than almost anything because I feel safe enough to be myself and I feel safe enough to be able to speak to him about things that concern me because I know he's going to meet me with love and compassion and empathy. And so I was just vocal from the very beginning and just so happened our paths aligned because he wanted the exact same things. And so that's why that alignment is so important. We have to stop chasing like false narratives because we see the red flags, right? 
but sometimes those red flags look pink when you want something so bad. Mm-hmm. So about waiting it out, doing the work that you need to do because that exists. What you want, I promise you, it exists. I was out here in the ghetto. I hated it. I did not be <laughs> single, y'all. It was the worst experience of my life. But instead of just complaining about it and and just giving in to what it what it was, I did my work. And so mm-hmm. I prayed a prayer at the beginning of the year, literally as the clock was striking um, 12 and the new year was coming in. I was like, Lord, allow me to be the person that is able and willing to receive the person that I'm yes. for. I want to be the person that when he comes along, I'm ready because this person can come along and I can and I can mess it up because I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I haven't done the work. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, we both just work on each other. It's a collective the thing about relationships, and this is what I've learned from my marriage ending, my first marriage ending in divorce, is that the individual work is just as important as the collective work. It mm. is. And so if collectively you're not working together, that's a red flag. Yeah. You're it's not going to survive. You can't, you can freak, get a freaking cut on your hand, right? And you think, oh, it's not a big deal. But if you don't tend to that cut, it can get infected. The next thing you know, that thing can spread. You never know what can happen if you leave it unattended. So it's the collective work. It's just as important as the individual work. And that was a huge red flag in my marriage. We weren't doing the collective work. And that's why I said, I can't just point the finger at that man. I have to point the finger at myself too, because I contributed to it as well. We're gonna um we could do this for another two hours, okay? <laughs> but we can't. <laughs> um, so what I like to do at this point is bring it to a I got I've got a hell of a conversation still remaining, but I well, really think episode to next episode. I was gonna say part two. Yeah, we may yeah. have to continue this if y'all are were willing to come back and 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 uh go a little further because I'm gonna tell you I don't know about I can only speak for me on this but I enjoyed the hell out of this this it's was fun. a great Absolutely. great conversation mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think much, we got we got much more meat to uh dive into yeah it won't too many bones yeah. in this either I didn't see too many bones <laughs> that had to spit out but um what I what we like to, what I like to do now is um have you guys I'm gonna ask you all uh, well, I'm gonna introduce you all and then tell us about your platform and we'll let Raymond put this in where we need to put it in. All right, so I'm gonna start, the way I'm viewed, I got Candace on top, Tasha in the bottom left and Ronnie in the bottom right. So I'll just go from top, I'll do uh, Candace, Tasha and then Ronnie, okay? So, um, all right, give me a three, two, one. Well, we'll just do it. We'll do a three, a two and a one. Got you, bro. So Candace, thank you so much for being with us today. Can you uh, tell us and the viewers a little bit about your platform? Well, my name is Candace Webb and my platform is called The Lavender Woman. It was something that I started um, several years ago as an honor and a tribute to my grandmother. Um, purple was her favorite color and she also has had Alzheimer's and the ribbon for that was purple. So I just saw signs of purple all around. And so I named my platform, The Lavender Woman. Um, It's a podcast that can be found on all major podcast networks. If you just search The Lavender Woman um, podcast, and we talk about all things, relationships, money, uh, divorce, raising children's career, anything you can think of, mental health, uh, 
new relationships after divorce, anything that you can think of that affects us as a society, and especially as Black people, my network is catered to women of color and people of color. Um, so we discuss all of those topics there. So I can be found on all major networks at the Lavender Woman's Podcast. And we'll also, uh, you send us the link, we'll put that in the- Okay, uh, I'll send you the link. In the- you know, in that section. You, you put, yeah, like, so you, like, so you throw it in chat. Right. It's the chat. All right, so um, don't go nowhere just yet because we're going to do one more thing at the end. Okay. Um, go nowhere. Say again? No, 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 no. I was just reiterating. Yeah. Okay. So, Tasha, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate Tasha. it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what you have going on right now. Oh my, thank you so much guys for having me. This has been a great joy, honor. This first thing this morning, yes. So yeah, so what do I have going on? Actually, I have a show, um, Natasha Barnes Owens. It's called The Ride Along Conversations. You can find me on Instagram as the same, Natasha Barnes Owens. And I have a show wherein I talk about things that we talk about behind closed doors, guys and girls, but we are kind of afraid to talk about in, in the open. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Um, but yeah, I just love talking to people about relationship and about life. That's me. So Ronnie, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your contribution. Tell us a little bit about what you have going on right now. Well, I have a YouTube channel. It's called One Limitless Life. And it's about all things travel, um, learn languages, uh, learning languages, and personal development. So it's just basically about how to live your best life through learning languages, personal development, making yourself a better person. It's a journey. And travel, of course. I'm an expat. Seven years. Wow, that's interesting. Speed round time. Let's go. First red flag. They're friends. Tasha. Yeah, keep them out your lives. Keep them out your business. Keep them from around your house because you don't want them to be look, having wandering eyes. Yeah, keep them out. Boom. Next, their family. Derek. Definitely, definitely keep your family out your business. Never tell them anything bad because they always come back to haunt you. <laughs> Good. That sounds like it came from a personal place. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely did. It definitely did. All right, next. Their living environment. Shine. If it's trashy, they ain't classy. <laughs> <laughs> Their car. Yes. If it's dirty, she dirty. Why won't you just clean it for her, sir? I don't understand. Hey, maybe she's not a problem. Maybe she got kids. But early on, I'm talking about, we talking about these initial, 
This is at the beginning when you, you first meet. You didn't say that. You didn't. Ah. Say, you didn't say that. Ring the bell again. <laughs> like, I drive a really nice car, but it's dirty at the moment. So I'm looking like that's not fair. But it ain't. See, it's not about the quality of the car. It's about the tidiness of the car. It could be a Pinto as long as it's clean. No, no, no. No, no, no. Three, three, four. Uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts cups, cups, coffee cups in there. You know, (laughs) man, all around. A men, a men's bathroom, ding. (laughs) (laughs) Ding. (laughs) (laughs) And what? What? What say ye, men? A dirty bathroom, huh? Well, I think a kitchen in the bathroom, like James said on Good Times, should be clean. And then the woman should be making sure that it's clean. The kitchen in the bedroom, the kitchen in the bedroom. Wow. Oh, wow. Red flag. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get that in. You get it upside down. Red flag. What's the next one? What's the next? All right, here we go. Y'all ready? Yeah. Come on, we had it. We gotta have some fun. <laughs> Their political position. Hmm. All right, Shine, you just beat out Ronnie, but I'll let you go in there, Ronnie. Shine first. All right. Um, if they're overly staunch about their uh, political views, and that is going to literally affect your relationship no Mm-mm. if if you can if you can be able to understand each other's political views and be able to talk and have a healthy conversation about it then yeah but if they're telling you oh no 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 i can't deal with that no 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 i hate republican i hate democrat i hate that no you don't need to do that person. that was a minute long shine this is oh, so about to hit <laughs> and i <I'm> have <laughs> to for the bell myself <laughs> i agree ronnie you next go ahead I agree. Oh, you okay? Cool. I agree. Here we go. They're past. Oh. Oh, that was a tie. That was a tie from Candace and Tasha. Candace. So, uh, Candace, go first. Tasha next. I'm not a big, you know, I, for me, your past doesn't play a huge component in your present and your future. It's important to a certain degree, but I believe that everyone can grow and make necessary changes to be better. So I'm not really big on someone's past. Unless you was out here really wilding or you didn't been to prison for like 20 years and you didn't tell me, then that's the problem. But other than that, we're cool. Boom. Oh, who was next? Somebody else went. Candace. I mean, no, Tasha, Tasha, Tasha. Tasha. Your past has has a lot to do. I think it has a, a plays a huge part in your present and possibly your future. So oftentimes we want to scoot over or sweep under the carpet the past. But I think the past is the past. However, it's a part wherein it builds on to your future in a negative way or positive way. Speaking of future. <laughs> their future or lack thereof. Shine. If they don't have any type of uh, pursuits other than just what they're doing at the moment. Okay. Yeah, we too old for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
At 21, maybe. You, you're exactly. sure. yeah, yeah, it goes into yeah. that leading and that submission thing. If you don't know where you're going, how are you going to lead me somewhere? Like, no, thank you. Ooh. We're good. Ooh. We're good. I'm We're with good. that. They're kids. Oof. <laughs> I do want to put a Control that shit. <laughs> I do. Hey, don't. If if I step into a role that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to come in. Please don't try to tell me I, you know, don't do it or don't try to regulate. Because I'm just. Yeah. I, that could make I'm, a break. That could make and break yeah. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. Appreciate y'all.